Jake suspected he was about to sign his own death warrant. You want to run that by me again, he said, hoping to buy a few precious minutes. He edged back on the stick to put the open cockpit Pitt's special aerobatic biplane into a shallow climb. Their altitude needed to be at least 3,000 feet AGL, above ground level, if he was to have any chance of surviving the desperate maneuver. Using one of the rearview mirrors mounted on the side of the cowling, Jake watched the passenger seated behind him. The man's image vibrated in harmony with the engine's RPM. You heard me, Mr. Bronson. The first-time student held up a cigarette-pack-sized transmitter that had two protruding toggle switches and a short antenna. He peeled open his jacket to reveal a vest, lined with thin panels of plastic explosives. I throw the switch and... He paused, his eyes vacant. Paradise. His lips curved up in a smile. I'm ready to meet Allah. Are you... The vintage leather helmet that was Jake's trademark style statement blunted the sound of the wind rushing up and over the windscreen, but the menace in the guy's tone came through loud and clear on his headset. Jake inched the throttle forward, steepening the climb, passing through 1,200 feet. The hawk-faced man in the back seat was in his early 20s. He'd ambled into the flight training school like a young cowboy walking into a Texas bar, wearing boots, hat, and a drawl to match when he insisted on the wildest ride ever. The head flight instructor had turned to Jake with a smile and said, He's all yours. The newbie had been filled with a wide-eyed enthusiasm that Jake found infectious. It reminded him of his own excitement over a decade ago, when he'd gone on his first acro flight in a T-37 during USAF pilot training. But the endearing southern drawl was gone now and the man allowed his natural Dari accent to accompany his words. I'm not a fool, Mr. Bronson, he said, apparently looking at the altimeter in the rear cockpit. Regardless of how high you take us, we shall both die. Your fate was sealed four months ago when you blew up my village. Ninety men from my tribe died in the blast. My friends, my brothers. Jake grimaced at the reminder. His actions had sparked the explosion that brought the mountain down on the terrorist village. He deeply regretted the loss of life, but given the choices he faced at the time, there'd been no alternative. The man sat taller in the seat, and a rush of pride crept into his voice. I am Mir Tariq Rahman, and it is profoundly fitting that the enhancements to the brain implant I received largely as a result of what our scientists learned studying you, shall become your undoing. My newfound talents made it so very simple for me to get past airport security and immigration. I've walked freely through your malls and amusement parks, attended baseball games, and eaten popcorn at the movies. I purchased a car and rented an apartment. I infiltrated your decadent society and remained above suspicion while I watched you and those close to you, planning, dreaming of this moment. The revelation jolted Jake. The last of the implant subjects was supposed to be dead. News reports had confirmed it. There had been a desperate shootout with U.S. immigration officials as the three jihadists attempted to enter the country through Canada. 
The evidence had been compelling, right down to the implants found in their skulls. The news had come as a blessing, since each of those men had deep-seated reasons for wanting to see Jake and his friends dead. At the time, Jake had discounted a gut feeling that it had all seemed too good to be true. If he lived through the next few minutes, he swore he'd never make that mistake again. As if reading Jake's mind, the man said, You believed we were all dead, yes? I read the reports. Of course. He sounded amused. The Sheikh's final three subjects killed at the border. One careless mistake and they are gone. At least, that's what authorities were led to believe. His tone turned contemplative. The three martyrs chosen for the deception died with honor. They served a divine purpose.